Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and we would like to give a shout out to Studio, who sent us an awesome pair of wireless headphones. Um... I'm wearing them while we're recording this episode, me being Megan, and um, I actually am the one who picked out which ones they sent us because they emailed our email and I take care of it. So I was like, "Ooh, send me like, <laughs> send me the nice like comfy plushy ones that are like Beats, basically." Um, but they're like way more comfortable than Beats. But anyway, besides the point. Uh, they gave us an awesome code for our listeners to list to use if they want to order a pair. Fifteen percent off at studio.com. Just use the discount code Swish and Flick without any spaces. Yes. yes. So thank you, Studio. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Megan Valdez. Megan, thank you. You've got a good name. Other do we want to do it? Do we want to do it? Mm-hmm. We can do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That one was a little off. Yeah, there was me. a little off harmony there. It was me. I started it too. Too weird. Way to go, okay. Tiffany. Gosh. Let's Megan, try. don't be mad well, at us. Well, we've got, you know, three more episodes to do today. <laughs> <laughs> no, two more. Two more. All right. So today no. we will be... What? Three, including this one. I know, but we're already done with this one, so I've got two more chances. <laughs> there we go. Well, gotcha. It's too much. All right. Anyways, today we will be discussing chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the rogue bludger. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dive into the details. But before we begin, (laughs) let's go to Megan for some weekly profit news. Megan? She's got nothing. And (laughs) she will add some in. She literally looked at me and goes, I don't have a weekly profit. (laughs) Way to update your portion of the doc. Uh, Dear listeners, we would like you to send your resume to (laughs) switchflickcast at gmail.com. Do you want to edit this bit out? No, we don't have to. I found one. I well, oh, I, nice. I had an, I Did had you have an idea. Oh, yeah. Okay. Smart. So quit thinking. This nice. is a really funny story that some people posted on our Facebook group, and actually, one of my friends who lives in Michigan tagged me in it. But 
there was a call to the police station in Michigan. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> so many people posted this in the group too, and I think oh that's my God. hilarious. It says Michigan police respond to a report of a Harry Potter villain. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter villain. Nearly seven years after the final movie of the Harry Potter series was released, magic is still strong with Potterheads throughout the country, especially in Michigan, where officers responded to a report of a of a deadly apparition from the series. Um, Earlier this morning, the public safety department received a call from a concerned citizen who reported seeing a Dementor in Smith Park. This is particularly concerning since everyone knows muggles can't see Dementors and because our only officer able to perform the Patronus charm is off duty. <laughs> Further investigation revealed it to be merely trash. <laughs> trash. <laughs> the Ministry of Magic assures us that all Dementors are accounted for at Azkaban. Please help, please help us keep the city beautiful and help trash find its home. And then they posted a picture of a garbage of a garbage bag in a tree. It's like blowing in the wind. It's like billowing. It's amazing. Oh my god! So shout out to the Michigan Police Department because they posted that little blurb That's like really legitimately. Funny. And honestly, you guys, in this day and age, when every time I see some news, it's always crap. This is funny. Funny. Like I love like the good stories. <laughs> and it says here, online Potterheads were quick to respond and share the humorous post. The post has ga- has garnered nearly 20,000 shares at the time of writing this article. Wow. Dude, these these responses are so funny. Get, can you Someone, give me some? Yes. Uh, Nikki Johnson said, just call Professor Lockhart. He's done this hundreds of times. For more details, <laughs> see his published work. <laughs> Somebody else says, your social media manager needs a raise by 394. Oh! <laughs> and, then, so and then someone else said... How can you only have one officer that can perform the Patronus charm? For the sake of your community, I suggest an intensive training session for your whole department. (laughs) Give them more time off. They'll be happier and have better memories. This is true. Mm, True. True. All right. Awesome um, last minute thinking there, Meg. Yeah, I try. Think on your feet. I apologize for the sound. I'm trying to get my mic level correct because I got a pillow bar on my back today. So if you can hear all that, mother you. Okay. She doesn't want to listen to you. <laughs> your <can't>. recap. <laughs> All right. Is it that time? Mm-hmm. It is time for the recap. <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch her face when she does that because it's so funny. I hope I look great. You do. You look, you beautiful. look wonderful. Guys, Mrs. Norris has been petrified. <gasps> Since when? Since last chapter. <laughs> <laughs> We got a little bit of history about the um, legend of the Chamber of Secrets. Mm, indeed. Already? Already. In the recap? Yeah. It's somebody about pterodactyls. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's about, about Slytherin. Cats. It's about Slytherin. <laughs> somebody said in yeah, the group, yeah. they posted an awesome comment that sheds some nice light on Slytherin here. So little, is that even possible? Yes. <laughs> and they said that what if Slytherin just put the monster in the chamber as a precaution because many years down the road, what if Muggleborns really were evil? And then it was good that he had that in there. If they legitimately were evil, <laughs> then it's warranted. But obviously they're not. We all know Muggleborns are cool. Well, let's just say this way. In any group, there are probably some bad Muggleborn. Oh, absolutely. There's also some good pre pre bloods. What is wrong with these? But if somebody's controlling the monster, they can pick out the bad ones. Know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but that's according to that person. So Slytherin was just being a precautionary hero. Oh, oh. my god. Okay. <laughs> it's all about perspective. <laughs> With the king of serpents, you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, just just a gigantic, I, enormous, just taking out terrifying snakes. snake. What about people who change Sarah. in life? You're just going to take them out as a child and not let them grow and change, perhaps? Guys, We're not no, giving people a Listen, I'm not <laughs> agreeing. I'm just throwing another perspective out there. I also heard a rumor that not only did he have a basilisk down there, but he also had a polydactyl cat. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he also had a little ginger witch. <laughs> 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 Can I keep going with my recap? Yep. Go ahead, Katie. Don't call you Megan. I was. Look at my dog. So the trio came up with a plan to use polyjuice potions so they could sneak into the Slytherin common room and question Malfoy about whether or not he is Slytherin's heir. He's not. Well, what? We don't know. Why we ain't you there. Try and spoil stuff. For I'm not spoiling anything. Years. I'm just saying my I mean, opinion. Everybody has read the books, and if not. Dumbledore dies. <laughs> Sarah. Whoa. <laughs> There's too much coffee in the girl's system. But really, though, <laughs> I had a cold coffee. Now I have a hot coffee. Mine's cold again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the trio gets Lockhart to sign the permission slip to retrieve the book from the restricted section and takes it to Myrtle's bathroom to figure out how to make the potion. Before they know it, the Quidditch game Slytherin versus Gryffindor is here, and it ends with a win and with, and an arm with no bones. <laughs> While in the hospital wing, Harry gets a visitor and information about what's been happening to him, and it ends with another victim being petrified. <gasps> Ooh, who is it? Ooh. Gosh darn it, we'll you We'll have guys. to read and find out. This is getting serious. Um, Seri- it's been serious, serious black. black. <laughs> I love it. Since book five. Three. Oh, three. I was going to say, <laughs> in my heart from jump. <laughs> Since 1960. I have a feeling about the episode. Since before gonna... I was born. So I'm... Lockhart. Yeah, so how about oh, that Lockhart. All right. Who's Harry Potter? I, mean, I don't know. Well, you're going to have to listen to a Felix file. Oh, okay. um, so since the pixie incident, Lockhart hasn't brought any new creatures into the classroom. <laughs> Big but surprise. But that's not what the doc says. <laughs> And he basically, during class, just reads from his books and acts out certain scenes. And he makes Harry help him act out the scenes. Certain scenes? Yeah. But, you know, you see how I, like, gloss over it like a good person would, <laughs> not bring it up. <laughs> Too impressive. Hold, Tiffany. <laughs> and so Harry um, once played a Transylvanian villager whom Lockhart saved from a Yeti. Shout out to Yetis. Because <laughs> I love Yetis. The cup or the animal? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a Yeti in the base. Shout out to Expedition Everest. Okay, yes. all right. I yeah. don't know what that means, but let's go. You can visit the Yeti scared in Orlando, scared Florida. Me. Oh, okay. It's yeah, scary. Like, want to go to Everest. Everest? People die on Everest. That's true. Anyways, um, who gave him a babbling curse as well as a vampire that couldn't eat anything but lettuce, which is basically Megan. Jeez, I would That die. would be a torture for her, right? I would yeah. literally die of starvation. <laughs> and also a werewolf. Yes. Can we talk about the importance of punctuation? Because I want you to read that last bit no, again. No, I don't want to read it's it. It's so funny, though. It made <laughs> me laugh. Listen, I was rushing yesterday. <laughs> it and made me y'all, laugh so much. No, y'all, the vampire couldn't eat anything but lettuce and a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at my section of the doc because I don't punctuate yeah. anything. Let's, let's keep pointing fingers at Tiffany. It's so funny. <laughs> Your 
funny. <laughs> Thank you. You will, whatever. <laughs> All right. So I thought I'd read a little uh, bit from the chapter with. Yeah, you will. The, the <laughs> what? <laughs> with uh, the werewolf and Lockhart. So with the says, werewolf. <laughs> Good luck editing today. (laughs) Edit this. Nice loud howl, Harry. Exactly. And then, if you believe it, I pounced like this. Slammed him onto the floor. Thus, with one hand, I managed to hold him down. With my other, I put my wand to his throat. Then I screwed up my remaining strength and performed the immensely complex... What is that? Homorphous? Homorphous? There's no G in there. Charm. Oh, Fozzie. Fozzie growled. I hope you can hear it, but probably not. That was quiet. And then he let out a piteous moan. Go on, Harry. Higher than that. Oh! (laughs) Good. The fur vanished, the fangs shrank, and then he turned back into a man. Simple yet effective. And another village will remember me forever as the hero who delivered them from the monthly terror of of werewolf attacks. He is such a douche. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not sorry. He's crazy. Anyways. Um, and the homework that Lockhart gave them was to compose a poem about the Wagga Wagga werewolf. A poem. <laughs> That's clearly contributing to your magical education. I mean, I get that that might be a fun way to like give homework assignment, but... But he just wants new ways to read about himself. So. Yeah. That's true. I don't think they're actually. You know who would be good at this? Beverly. Beverly. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Beverly. Shout out to Beverly. Beverly, please write us a poem about the Wagga Wagga werewolf. Yes. yes. Um, and so the trio has devised a plan to get the book that they need for the Polyjuice Potion, a book from the restricted se- section of the library. Isn't it most potent potions? Mm-hmm. Right. And so they waited until after class, after everyone had left, and Hermione was going to go ask him to sign it. And she says it would help her understand more of gadding with ghouls about slow-acting venoms. And he is so thick that he just signs it without even looking at what he, he just wanted to, to sign his name because mm-hmm. he brought out his fancy pen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he calls her like the best student of the year and Hermione basically like dies when he says that. <laughs> and so I just wanted to read this little blip. Oh wait, no. Um, oh yeah, no, I wanted to read this. Sorry. Cause it's on Quidditch, which is a little different. So he says, so Harry said Lockhart while Hermione folded the note with fumbling fingers and slipped it into her bag. Tomorrow's the first Quidditch match of the season, I believe. Gryffindor against Slytherin, is it not? I hear you're a useful player. I hear you're a useful player. (laughs) I was a seeker, too. I was asked to try out for the national squad, but preferred to dedicate my life to the eradication of the dark forces. Still, if you ever feel the need for a little private training, don't hesitate to ask. Always happy to pass on my expertise to the less able players. He's so annoying. What if Harry took him up on that offer, though? Because I feel like it would have been hilarious. I agree. Oh, my God. He probably can't. Does he even know how to get on on a broom? Right? I just feel like he would really not be good at flying. He'd be like, oops, this broom is a little temperamental. You know what? I just don't have time to help you today, Harry. Yeah. Ooh, I I just pulled my hammy. I can't can't get on a broom. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when I was fighting the Wagga Wagga werewolf, I pulled something and, like, I just can't. Old injury. Flare out. (laughs) Pregnancy hotness is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. And so 
Ron calls him a brainless git for not even looking at the book that they wanted to get. And honestly, he's 100% correct. Yeah. And Hermione defends him, and it says, quote, shrilly, which I think she's just so determined to, like, think this guy is legit. Mm-hmm. Do you think in her heart of hearts, like, she knows, like, he's he's not, I don't know. I don't know. I think she's probably blinded by her love for, like, him right now. Correct. By her crush. I don't think she's accepted that he's not all who he seems he is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Agreed. She okay. isn't. All right. And so after they get the uh, note signed by Lockhart, the trio heads to the library at a half run. They are, like, super eager to get this started. And so they give the note to Madame Pence. She takes it and is super suspicious at once because of the book title. And it's also, I I thought of this. I was like, it's written from the Defense Against the Dark Arts professor and not the Potions Master, which I wonder if she was, like questioning that at all in her suspicion. I'm I mean, sure. I feel like if they would have put like Hogwarts of history on there, or I guess you don't need a note for that. Well, maybe she's suspicious just because it was the restricted section. Well, but maybe, I feel like she clings to her books anyway. Maybe she's also suspicious because she's like, it's an odd thing. And then you're asking Lockhart, like the one that's going to, yeah. doesn't know anything. You know what so I, mean? I just thought that was kind of interesting. And, as she's trying to take the note from Hermione, Hermione wants to keep it, and she's like got like a death grip on this note. And Ron wrenches it from her hand, gives it to Madame Pence, and I said, "Jealous much, Ron- jelly much, Ronald?" <laughs> and he said, "Lockhart will sign anything if it stands still long enough." Truth. <laughs> oh my god. And so as um, Madame Pence has the note, she holds it up to the light to make sure it's not forged. She goes and gets the book. And when she returns, she holds a large and moldy-looking book. Gross. How old do we think this book is? I mean... One million years old. I mean, I would honestly, like... Hundreds for Hundreds, yeah, for sure. Like, maybe five, six hundred years old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And really, how many people are looking at it? So it's just sitting there, getting moldy. Sitting there. It's probably got stuff spilled on it from, like, previous people getting it out, trying to make these mm-hmm. potions. I mean, it's moldy, and- so there was some kind of moisture on it to right. create that. I wonder if there's, like, mo- like if they have, like, um, a spell against moisture in the um mm. Well, they have that spell library. for the glasses, so maybe. No, maybe. I mean, oh, like, like to just the all the time. Well, maybe it was invented after this book got into people's hands. <laughs> no, like, when you take it out of the library... And then when you go back, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just no, I'm to, not. like, protect it when it's yeah, not I'm in the library. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, maybe the older books don't have, didn't have that on them before they were, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ruined a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now they can't get any more ruined because the spell's there. Okay. I've had a coffee. <laughs> back in Myrtle's bathroom, or we like to call Lair, and by we, I mean me. Y'all like that term? I like mm-hmm. it. Okay, cool. We. Um <laughs> Ron really tried to object meeting there, but it's literally like the only safe place. Like they don't know about the room yet, the room of requirement yet um, to go there, which would have been great because then you wouldn't have had Myrtle, but then you wouldn't have known about the entrance to the chamber. It would have been all crazy. So it's fate. And it's the last place that anyone would think to look because of Myrtle, because she's so unlike. (laughs) She's so pleasant to be around. She's super pleasant. And I just thought, I just wanted to make a note of this, because this struck me as, like, really awkward and sad. 
Myrtle was in the bathroom crying. And she was ignoring them, and the trio was also ignoring her. So they were like, just let her cry. Yeah, that's sad. Just let her cry in the back. Do you think all she does is cry? Probably. 90% of the time. Yeah. And so they're looking over the damp, spotted pages of the book, and they read over some of the potions, and their effects were too gruesome to even think about. There were unpleasant illustrations, like a man turned inside out. Ugh. And a witch with several extra arms coming out of her head. I got an arm on my head, but don't call me an arm head. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. So when they got to the polyjuice potion, there were many drawings of people like halfway through transforming. Go ahead. I was going to say, because this makes me think of if anyone has that book art of, is it his, Harry Potter? Oh, yeah, you showed this to me. Um, and there's a picture in it, and I, I should have brought the book with me. I'm like, I won't need it. I forget what page it's on, but they have, like, an illustration of um, Mad-Eye Moody turning back into Barty Crouch. Mm-hmm. And, like, really looking good. at that picture, it's like, it looks painful. It looks super mm-hmm. painful. But, I, I mean, how painful is it? Because, I mean, they all went through it, like, with the seven potters and yeah. stuff. Yeah. What are you, <laughs> what are you laughing? Oh, is your mouth full? What are you laughing about? Look at her head. Oh. <laughs> oh. She's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a clementine on her head. <laughs> but don't call her a clementine head. <laughs> a citrus head Ooh. would be a better. But don't call me a so, citrus head. All right. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> it just, it's just, if you guys have the book or if you can see it, it's a really cool illustration to look at. It kind of gives you more of. um. Like more than perspective, a different perspective to think about how the transformation happens. Mm-hmm. It's really it weird bad, looking. Yeah. yeah, it looks. It bad. like so. Like I always envision that transforming into a werewolf is like super painful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never gotten the impression that like Polyjuice Potion is painful, especially yeah. because like Harry and Ron don't really seem to go through. They don't they, they like they say that they can like feel things bubble. moving yeah. and bubbling, but. Yeah. But that illustration makes it look really painful. Maybe it's just because of, like, I don't know. Maybe it just looks painful because of the facial expression. I know it's not pleasant to drink. Right. I don't know. So I know Sarah brought this up in the um, previous episode that we had, so I just wanted to touch on it briefly. There is um, a short article on Pottermore about Polyjuice Potion. It's complex and time-consuming concoction, Best left to highly skilled witches and wizards. So that's a shout out to Hermione's skills. Um, And it enables the consumer to assume the physical appearance of another person. You can use um, part of the individual's body in the brew, like toenail clippings, dandruff, or worse. Or worse. I wonder if that potentially is what changes the potency of it. What you oh. use. If you take like someone's oh. finger or something like that. Right. Like then it lasts longer. <gasps> now I wonder. Ooh. Say you were to kill someone, right? And you're trying to take over their identity for a while for whatever reason. Or This is going to get gross. I wonder, no, I just wonder how long like you can use like their body parts to keep. Well, if you think about it, all you need is one single piece of hair. I know, but like, what if you want to do it for a significant period of time? Right. You got a lot of hairs there. Well, not even just hairs, but like, what if you're using, what if they're bald? Well, there's no hair on their body, so you have to use... I said this is going to get gross, and you're like, no, it's not. No, you're chopping up bodies. But like, if you're going to use their flesh, well, flesh only stays... Freezer, I don't want to say good for so long. 
But Tiffany. Magic. I wonder if, like, I bet you there's, like, a way to, like, magically preserve. Because Dumbledore was preserved really well when he was in his tomb, yeah. so maybe they but would I do that. Wonder, are we talking about this? It's just a thought I had. <laughs> so gross. It is gross. <laughs> like, what, if you can use decomposing flesh, <laughs> are they going to look like that? I don't know. Did the person have to be alive? That's what I'm wondering. Because... I bet not. Honestly, but why wouldn't Barty Crouch Jr. keep Mad-Eye? What, like, why did he keep like, Mad-Eye he alive? alive? He didn't need to keep him but alive. Maybe, but maybe he had to because of the polyjuice potion. This is yeah. true. So maybe you do have to remain alive. Because like, if you're turning into them, if they're dead, wouldn't you, would you turn into a dead person? Oh. I don't think so. Or like, what if you're like... Because, like, what if, like, you have someone's hair but and they, if, like, passed away a really long time ago and you're like, I'm going to turn into but them. Like, what say if, like, years down the road, you know? Crazy thought. What if zombies were real and you took a hair from a zombie, would you turn into a zombie? Well, or would, would you turn so. into them? Like, yeah. the person but they were the, before they were a zombie? But their chemical makeup has changed if they're a zombie, right? So wouldn't, you, wouldn't the body <laughs> I don't part? Know. Well, I think so. Because I if feel, they're biting you and stuff like that. But what if you just like, take a hair? So like, I what if, feel like you would turn into who that person was before they were oh, a zombie. Oh, see, I feel like you would turn into a zombie. I kind of agree with... Because I feel like the whole, your whole chemical makeup but, has changed, I feel like. But it doesn't but change your if, DNA. It might. Does it? I don't know. So what Let's if ask the hey, Rick Grimes. Hey, you watch <laughs> Walking Dead. What, let's say you, Katie. But like, I have no say, idea. <laughs> let's say it's March 1st. You're a normal human being. March 2nd, you're a zombie. We take hair off your head March 2nd. You're now a zombie, but it's like you've only been a zombie for like 12 hours. But what if you haven't like changed over yet? Because you know how What's-His-Face yeah. from Walking Dead was bit but hadn't changed yet. Yeah. Like he was... This is I'm just was, I think Don't I, name any names in case people aren't watching. Haven't caught up. I don't watch it, and I knew that from internet. Well, I know, but still. Don't go on to Twitter or listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, I'm not, we're not going to say it. I, I don't even know his name. I, thought, I, I, just, I want to hear guys, everybody else's opinions. Like, What do you guys think? Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends, learn about a new culture, want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac- acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips 
and language is needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Do you have to be alive to be turned, like, to be able okay. to become a... Let's Hi. lightning bolt it. I say, in order for Polyjuice Potion to be active and work, I would say yes, based on Barty Crouch Jr. and Mad-Eye, so... I don't think that you need to be alive. And I think that okay. if you take hair out of a zombie, you just turn into the person. Okay. Mm. I think if you're alive, it works better. Okay. Mm, that's oh, a good that's thought. a good thought. What about zombie stuff? What do you think about that? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to kind of go with my same answer. Like, it'll, you'll still be that person, but maybe, like, not as great. Mm. What do you mean? Like, you won't be a zombie, but you're not going to be, like, quite... Like in between, they were in their like own health. Yeah, it wouldn't okay. be as great. You'd be of like a transformation, uh, okay. like unhealthy or something like something, that. Something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sarah, I just tried to look up if there was anything about zombies on Pottermore. <laughs> Is there? No. <laughs> See, but that's there are zombies thinking, in like, the story. Like, come on, Pottermore, let's go. Well, they're just they're called something different though. The in- they're inferi. That's basically but what a zombie. Don't they don't. This, this is like a whole Felix Files episode we could be doing. I mean, right it's. We said we wanted to get more sweat hmm. in my shirt. <laughs> but this is an inferior, the plural is inferior, and inferious is um, the singular, is a corpse that has been reanimated by a dark wizard's curse. Well, I so mean, I a zombie that, is reanimated by a curse. But they're somebody. already dead, though. Well, so are. I know, but like. Inferi. Yeah, but like it becomes a grizzly puppet. Where a zombie, I don't know if you're a puppet to the disease. I don't know. <laughs> a grizzly puppet. Uh, we are all infected. All right. Don't, Just things to think about. I I don't yeah. I don't know. Oh, it does say maybe we should. This is J.K. Rowling's thoughts on it. Inferi have much in common with zombies, which are mentioned as separate creatures within the, Harry's world. Yeah. I've had several good reasons for not wishing to call the Guardians of the Locket Horcrux zombies. Firstly, zombies are not part of British folklore, but associated with the myths of Haiti and parts of Africa. Mm. While the students of Hogwarts would learn about them, they would not expect to meet them walking down the streets of Hogsmeade. <laughs> Secondly, while zombies of the voodoo tradition can be nothing more than reanimated corpses, a separate but related tradition has it that the sorcerer uses their souls or part of their souls to sustain himself. 
This conflicted with my Horcrux story, and I did not wish to suggest that Voldemort had any more use for his inferi than guards, um, as guards of his Horcrux. Lastly, zombies have been represented and reinterpreted on film so often in the last 50 years that they have a whole raft of associations that were of no use to me. I'm part of the thriller generation. To me, a zombie will always mean Michael Jackson in a bright red bomber jacket. <laughs> it says the name <laughs> Inferius was a play on the word Inferius, which is Latin for below, but with an obvious connotation of being lesser than a human, a living human, Inferi means the underworld. So that's a good... I mean, that was good. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's just a little bit on zombies. Right. Totally I'm off I'm glad topic. there was something. Yes. But, you know, we're going with this a little bit. It's so, fine. Guys, tell us what you guys think, if if you can use a polyjuice potion. Even on vampires and stuff, like, and werewolves. Can you, what if it's, like, the full moon, and mm-hmm. you take it? I, I don't mean, know. these are all Then you transform, questions. I bet. These are, like... Okay, well, then that plays in favor of what Tiffany and Sarah were saying, because your chemical makeup is different. Amen. So... I want to hear what you guys have to think. Yes. Have to say, not have to think. Well, both. Maybe it's Hold different it. if you were born a werewolf as opposed to became a werewolf as a bite. So, like, if you were bit and you became a werewolf, you would just turn into the person. How but if you were born, born, a, werewolf? born a werewolf... Well, like, uh, Teddy well, could have like been, been, been a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Technically, oh, but he dead. didn't get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if mm-hmm. Teddy had been born a werewolf, then he could have probably... When you get... How when painful you painful would that be for a little baby? There's yeah. Wolfsbane potion for that. I know, but like, still be painful. Can babies eat that? I mean, drink it. I think that we would be Joe Rowling's worst nightmare if we ever had to sit down with her and oh, ask probably. her these questions. Like, Jesus Christ! I the quit. Cat was hooked on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, "It was a spell. It was magic." <laughs> sorry, Joe. No. Okay, but sorry. Joe, what about zombies? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump back into this. So there's a short uh, fact file on Polyjuice Potion. It's a potion. And, uh, gives the drinker the appearance of someone else and it says something that would spoil the story for you, so I'm not going to read it. Ooh. All right, moving back in. And so I thought I'd go over some of the ingredients for the Polyjuice Potion. Lacewing flies, leeches, fluxweed, knotgrass, powdered horn of a bicorn, shredded skin of boomslang, and a bit of someone. So I pulled up a couple of the <laughs> ingredients. Boomslang skin, um, it says, is the shed from a boomslang snake. The skin mm. is mostly green in males and brown. Sure. In females. <laughs> and um, it's used in the Polyjuice Potion. And that's on the uh, Harry Potter wiki. And then also a bicorn. It says, bicorns are dangerous cow-like creatures. At least one of its two horns are required an ingredient for Polyjuice Potion. Like a bison, but a bicorn? Perhaps. And their Ooh. horns are shed annually and then gathered when the bicorn is not looking. Oh well, that's really nice and that that's like it doesn't thing, it seem says. it doesn't seem like they're like farmed, you know. Yeah, they don't mm-hmm. get hurt by it. Yeah, because it's a usual. It's like deer like, losing. Yeah, their like unlike rhinos or something, you know, where like they're yeah sad or elephants. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you do that and hunt those creatures, don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> but literally, though. Yeah, because yeah, we don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, but I just thought that was interesting information on those two ingredients. And so, Ron and Harry are both very worried about this, which has kind of struck me as interesting because... Yeah, like the roles are kind of reversed. They are, and they're absolutely reversed in this chapter. So, um, Harry says he's worried about having to steal all of the ingredients. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I can understand why. Like, really, Hermione's the one that's most affected by all this because she's a muggle-born, Ron's a pureblood, mm-hmm. and Harry's a half-blood. This yes, is true. It makes a lot of sense. And So she must be, like, deep down, she must be having serious anxiety about oh, yeah, what's sure. going on. I mean... I think that, like, she... Because she puts on a brave face, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm sure she's she... She's the Gryffindor. Yeah. She probably has always been like a studier and everything but I think that like a part of her is like I have to do so well because I have to prove myself because I am a muggle born well I just let me read uh, exactly what she says in the chapter so when they're like questioning this and saying like oh my gosh how are we going to do this what are we going to do to break into Snape's private stores and she snaps the book shut and says well if you two are going to chicken out fine she said there were bright pink (laughs) patches on her cheeks and her eyes were brighter than usual I don't want to break the rules, you know. I think threatening Muggleborns is far worse than brewing up a difficult potion. But if you don't want to find out if it's Malfoy, I'll go straight to Madame Pince now and hand the book back in. Yeah. Go Hermione. Girl power, girlfriend. Seriously. And so they determined that it will be ready in about a month. And a Ron, month? Right. And Ron basically is just like, just, just knock Malfoy off his broom and we can just, you know get this done what do they say in the movie they're like a month like half the muggleborns in something by then be attacked i think no he says something real ronnie yeah ronnie Ronnie. (laughs) anyway so that be that of the red so do you think that harry's gonna knock malfoy off of his broom now i guess we'll find out Okay, so we would like to give a, another shout-out to Studio, who sent us awesome wireless headphones. Um, they sent us the Regent headphones in white, and they're basically like Beats, but they are more comfortable, in our opinion, at least. Yeah. So, if anybody is interested in getting a pair, they were able to give us a discount code for our listeners to give you 15% off any purchase on their website, and it is studio.com. We're also going to put a link in our show notes, so just go down to that link and click it, and then you can add the discount code, discount code, swish and flick, with no spaces, all caps, swish and flick. Studio wants to revolutionize the way people see headphones. It's not just a tech device, but also an accessory. So currently, the headphone market can offer you one of two things, style or tech. Fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality, and high-tech variations are bulky and not design-oriented. Studio wants to bridge that gap. While emphasizing their modern Scandinavian design, they also provide a product that matches the quality of even the highest-rated headphones on the market for a fraction of the cost. They also provide free worldwide shipping. So head on over to studio.com and make sure to use the discount code SWISH and FLICK to receive 15% off any purchase. Literally, they're so more comfortable than my beads. They feel, they, dude, they can brain them in little ears. Good sound quality, too. Mm-hmm. I actually heard something in a song I've heard a million times today that I haven't heard before in another pair of headphones. So it was nice and clear. All right. Welcome back to the episode. So we are on the Quidditch match now. Um, as we know, Ron asked Harry to just knock Malfoy off of his broom during the match. <laughs> the world would be different. <laughs> no cursed child. So, <laughs> no five books. 
No. Five. Oh no no that would still happen. Never mind. I was thinking Harry was the one that was getting knocked <laughs> off of his roof. <laughs> oh Harry knocked himself off. <laughs> um. So this is a big match, right? Like this is like the match of yeah. the year: Gryffindor versus Slytherin. So the Gryffindor Quidditch team is super nervous at breakfast. They look all uptight. They're not talking a lot. You guys know that feeling. Do I? Maybe not for like a Quidditch match, but other things. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says that Harry had never wanted to beat Slytherin so badly. Um, so we get some of we get some of Woods pep talks that he likes to give um, and he says Slytherin has better brooms than us there's no point in denying it but we've got better people on our brooms mm-hmm. um, he says it'll be down to Harry to show them that Seeker has to have something more than a rich father Whoa! Ouch. so get to that snitch before Malfoy or die trying Harry because you've got to win today oh we've got to win today we've got to to which Fred adds so no pressure Harry <laughs> It's very Fred. Mm-hmm. Fredism. Mm-hmm. I like that. Fredism. Fredism. Um, so Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are also cheering for Gryffindor. This seems to be common. Uh, what so, do they say about Slytherins? Hmm? We're, we're misunderstood. We're, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an excuse for this. <laughs> Blame we, it on Salazar. He started it all. Seriously. Blame it on blame the it on that. So, I can't even. I was gonna be like, blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol. Blame it on the sl- 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 Slytherin <laughs> episode title. <laughs> so um, the match starts, and almost immediately, Harry notices that one of the bludgers just like will not leave him alone. It's gonna be terrifying. Really? Yeah, it really would those be because those things are like are... stone hard. Yeah. I mean, stone hard. Not rock hard, but stone hard. You know, I like to make up my own phrases. I love you, Megan. It's a quote, and the quote from the book is, bludgers never concentrated on one player like this. It was their job to try and unseat as many people as possible. So it was, like, very obvious um, and very noticeable that it was, like, clearly going to Harry for some reason. And Fred and George were trying to help him out. They kept, like, trying to bat it away. But no matter what they did, it would just, like, sly, sly fly yeah. just slid through the air <laughs> like magic it was just like i fly. love magic fly right back to harry um and because of this like fred and george couldn't focus on the match they were just focusing on trying to keep harry like safe alive, yeah. alive mm-hmm. that slytherin was now up 60 to zero jeez um so clearly, like, the Gryffindors are not focused on the game. They're focused on this stupid bludger that just keeps trying to go at Harry. And Harry mm-hmm. couldn't see anything because it was raining already. And Fred and George are flying all around him. And he's like, listen, guys, you need to leave me alone. Otherwise, I'm never going to have a chance to catch the snitch. Mm-hmm. Like, he can't focus on looking for the snitch. Yep. Um, and, you know, he's not going to let Malfoy win. He can't even, like, see around Fred and George. because They're, like, <laughs> they're probably just, like, never, surrounding him. He would never be able to. Like, because when I picture them flying in the air, I picture them, like, circling Harry and Harry's not going to be able to see mm-hmm. anything yeah. else but them on top of like rain spattered glasses exactly yeah. and this part I don't I don't really understand because okay. so Fred calls to Wood to you know have a time out right. well George does whatever they're mm-hmm. like Fred is trying to like get the bludger away from him George sn- signals Oliver Wood to t- oh my god I keep like stuttering it's alright you're good it's the podcast uh, he signals to Wood for a timeout, 
And then the team is like arguing about whether or not to ask for an inquiry. Like, why would you not? It's so obvious and clear that this bludger is going at him. Because if they did, then it's forfeiting the game and Slytherin would win. But I also don't understand But if it's a true inquiry, then it should void that game. And Madam Hooch should have noticed something was off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because bludgers aren't assigned to do that. And so, girlfriend, where you at? It's, Where are your little yellow eyes really, at? Why right. are they watching that bludger? Thank you. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. This was probably touching it. Thank there you. It's <laughs> how J.K. Rowling wrote it, so... <laughs> get out. I know. It's just... It just is like... But maybe they just wanted to get the game over with. You know what I mean? Like, But how can they whenever Harry can't even look they for the did. snitch? Spoiler alert. Well, still... I think that's a test. So they have a timeout. They argue amongst each other. And Fred, George, and Alicia think that Oliver is crazy to let Harry continue because it's so obvious that this thing is like trying to kill him almost. Yep. Um, but then Harry just demands that everyone leave him alone and he'll figure it out, of course, which is a very Harry thing to do. Mm. And Wood is like, yeah, listen to Harry. <laughs> <laughs> so. But it shows you how good of a flyer he is. That definitely. He yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just think that. I think that that's an insane rule in Quidditch that it's so clear there's something up. And if you ask for an inquiry, oh, well, you're forfeiting and you lose the game. What? But I guess, like, they have to put that rule in because they could, like, be like, I want an inquiry about this and this and this and this. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that there should be, like, some sort of... um, It should be, like, an after thing. Right. So, like, at this moment, the game is forfeit. Nobody wins until the inquiry is dealt with. If it's true... Then maybe it's a rematch, and if it's false, then Slytherin wins. You but, know what I mean? Yeah, but what if it? So say, um, say something's going down. I can't even think of like an example. And they want an inquiry, right? But they still play the game, and whoever wins, whatever. Now say if the team that the inquiry is against, they prove that like they were being shady, their points should automatically go to the other team, and they would yeah. get the, the L on their card. Like basketball. I mean, if like if you compare it to basketball, you know, if there's like a technical foul or something, it stops the game. And, and okay, here's another thing. Why is there no such thing as like a replay here? Like there's got to be a way like cast a spell or something to have a little replay thing come up so that they can see what's going on and make sure no one's lying. Yeah, I agree. It seems very bizarre. Yes. It's a very intense sport. It is. That Quidditch. I want a little snacky snack. You have a snacky snack. I want another one. That's so weird. Can I have an airhead? Let's. So, let's, more let's Quidditch. Do this episode. <laughs> I just really need one. So, they decide that Harry's going to keep playing, and the rain starts falling even heavier. So, Harry had to loop, swoop, spiral, and zigzag, <laughs> and keep ahead of the blood. So, like a bop it? Yeah. No, like how you tie your shoes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow, through all of this and the rain, he notices the golden snitch hovering by Malfoy, right by his ear, but Malfoy's too busy laughing at Harry and saying that he's... (laughs) You guys are distracting. I'm sorry! (laughs) (laughs) Saying that he's training for the ballet to notice that the snitch is right by him. Training for the ballet, pa! Such a loser. (laughs) You're a great seeker, Malfoy. Oh, jeez. But wham! Bam! The bludger, you, <laughs> the bludger smacks into Harry's elbow, snaps his arm, mm. and yet, what does Harry do? Just thinks, gets to Malfoy, zooms right to him, lets go of the broom with his good arm, catches the snitch, falls into the mud. Pretty spectacular. Gryffindor wins! And what does Harry say? Aha, we've won. 
and he faints. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then he wakes up to Lockhart over him and Colin snapping pictures. And the first thing he says is, oh, no, not you. Doesn't it say he wakes up to, like, glittering teeth? Yes. Yes. <laughs> glittering teeth in his face. And Harry mentions that he would rather keep his arm broken than have Lockhart fix it. I don't blame him. That's Me pretty either. sad. I mean, he knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Boyfriend is not good at certain magic. No. But, uh, Any magic? Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> I guess that is true. Lockhart doesn't mend his arm. He completely removes all bones. It's like deboning a chicken. With magic. And a human. <laughs> okay, Tiffany. All right. What? Um, so <laughs> I liked how it was described. Um, it says, A strange and unpleasant sensation started at Harry's shoulder and spread all the way down to his fingertips. It felt as though his arm was being deflated. Mm-hmm. And then when he finally gets up, he feels all like one-sided <laughs> and weird. And he finally looks down and it says, Poking out of the end of his robes was what looked like a thick flesh-colored rubber glove. Gross. And this makes me think of, like, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and you have no blood yes, in your yes, yes, talking, I yes, talk about it's it. It's so scary, because mm-hmm. I can't... Oh, you do talk do about you it? Do? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Then I won't even get into it. <laughs> but I hate it. I hate that feeling. It's happened to me a few times. Oh, it happens like, to me all the I'll time. I'll sleep with my Same. arms over my head. I'll do under my pillow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes both of them are like... Mm-hmm. And you're like, <laughs> you're like dead. You're literally yeah. just like a torso Ooh. trying to flop yeah. down on the side of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Ooh. All right. And also looking at this scene like in the movie when he like bends his arm, oh, yeah. it oh. grosses me out every time. All right. And Lockhart's so. like, well, it's not broken. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Yep. <laughs> to his credit. Check out the Something Epic for Kids podcast. Ainsley and Elizabeth are both 10 years old. They are cousins and best friends, and they have been creating their own podcast just for kids since they were seven years old. If you are a kid and your parents are listening to a boring podcast, surely not Swish and Flick, tune in to the Something Epic for Kids podcast. The girls talk about fashion tips, friendship advice, stuff they learned in school, things that are annoying, and most of all, the epicest topics they know about. Tune in and talk back. They love to hear from listeners. Email them at somethingepicforkids at gmail.com and find the podcast on iTunes, Something Epic for Kids with Ainsley and Elizabeth. All right, so Ron and Hermione take Harry to Madame Pumphrey in hopes that she can grow back Harry's bones. Harry's in for a rough night. Mending bones is easy, but growing them back will be painful. Mm. He'll have to stay the night. So Ron and Harry try to convince Hermione while they're getting um, him into some pajamas that... Lockhart isn't a good professor and is basically not good with anything, spells-wise. But Hermione asks Harry if his arm still hurts, and he reluctantly says no. So she's like, well, your arm doesn't hurt. Um, so Pomfrey gives Harry Skellogrow, telling Harry he's in for a rough night. It burns Harry's mouth and throat, making him cough and splutter. <laughs> splutter or sputter? <laughs> it splutter. It says splutter? Mm-hmm, that's what the book says. Splutter. Her, or Hermione, Pomfrey leaves while muttering about dangerous sports and inept teachers. It kind of shows you how she really feels. <laughs> I know, so I like, like that. I wonder like how many students she sees every year with injuries from Quidditch, so she's probably like over it. And uh, yeah. even how many students she may have seen this year because of Lockhart trying to help and really just being unhelpful. Mm. Something to think about. Also, um, when we were watching, Sarah and I watched this movie yesterday, and we were talking about how cool the Skelligro bottle is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know I'm obsessed with skeletons. So. Yes. Um, and she doesn't seem to be worried about talking about her opinions in front of the students. 
things to think about. So we hear how Gryffindor wins, and not only did Malfoy look ready to kill when he realized Harry caught the snitch, but the rest of the team comes in and tells him that Flint was yelling at Malfoy about letting the snitch go because it was right above his head. <laughs> um, they bought a bu- brought a bunch of snacks with them, and they were just about to get settled into the hospital and to have a party type thing. But Pomfrey's like, nah, y'all got to get out. And uh, Harry needs his rest because he has to regrow 33 bones. So this had me thinking, which bones did he lose? Because I was counting. Oh, geez. So she went real. No, because I want to know. So in your hand, so you've got your carpals, which is essentially your wrist. There's eight carpal bones. Then your palm of your hand is your metacarpals. That's five bones. And then your phalanges, which are your fingers, there's 14. So total in your hand, wrist, palm, fingers, that's 14 bones. Your radius in your ulna, which is your forearm, two bones. You have your humerus, your scalp. I'm thinking scapula, which is your shoulder blade. Mm -hmm. And then possibly your clavicle. That's 32 bones. So what other bone did he get magically taken out to make 33 like, I don't know. What do you, do you guys, yes? His funny bone. <gasps> That's not a thing. In, in, it wizarding is in world, the it wizarding is. world. It is now, Sarah. I mean, Second. when you hit your funny I, bone, I it's really just a nerve that's connected to your humor. Sarah, I was making a joke. I was I'm trying to be letting, funny about the funny bone. You ruined I'm, it. I'm letting other people know if they didn't know that. <laughs> but it was like, because I was watching this yesterday. And I don't I know. Wanted, I don't know bones. I don't give no bones about it. <laughs> Tiffany and I were sitting there working like we were working on the podcast together. Now, Which we should together, never do again. Like, separately, but together. And I like kept wanting to have this conversation. I'm like, I can't. We had to save it for the podcast. Because I literally was like, I don't understand what 33 bones he would be missing. I, I, it makes no sense to me. What other bone? Dear Joe. No, but I would love to help you, but I know nothing of that. Because mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I, I don't know. Because I even looked up like arm and shoulder. The head. arm bones connected to the head, <laughs> shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. <laughs> Tiffany doesn't know the words. <laughs> what are the words? I don't know. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know. <laughs> what, what what are the words to that? See, don't you know. don't even what know. What about like the arm bones connected to the shoulder bone? I don't know. Eat my airheads. It should be purple. I had cherry and blue raspberry. Let me see. No, it is kind of purple. it's kind of black. <clears throat> Like your soul. So let's go. It's let's, like the soul of a let's slither. Let's get down in. to the bones of the issue. Give me the bones. I just want to. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. What other what other <laughs> bone could he have missed? Because I'm trying to think. Like, there's nothing Sarah, else it's connected to. It's the funny bone. Thank okay. you, wife. I don't it's agree. The funny bone. I don't know. I don't agree. I'm sorry. I don't know things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Because the head of the humerus is connected, like it goes, it articulates with the scalpula. Dear anatomy friends. Yeah. Say guys, you. what do you think? What say you, Unless pious. he's got an extra carpal or <laughs> metacarpal or maybe he's got an extra finger. His thumb is really long. Why was that so funny? It's not that funny. It was that is so. where that's from. It was hilarious. I didn't even hear it, so. It's three times you've given that creepy voice today. All right, so hours later. I know. Three. Hours later, Harry wakes up in pitch blackness, and his arm feels like it's full of splinters. And I said, I wonder if it feels like when your arm falls asleep and you're getting feeling back into it. (laughs) I know, like, when it happens to me, because I hate it. Sometimes it's really painful. The other I day, I, I couldn't yeah. move my leg because it hurt so yeah. bad. My, and oh, my foot terrible. fell asleep the other day, and I was limping throughout the house. Yes, I hate this feeling. It's the worst. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, in horror, he realizes that someone is sponging his forehead in the dark. 
He realizes Ooh. it's Dobby. And Look he at asks, Dobby. Keep uh, taking care he asks of Harry why he, he should be. Home. He's the reason he's in there. Yeah, well, he we don't know bad. that yet, Megan. I just spoiled it. <laughs> <laughs> so he realizes it's Dobby. He asks Harry why he didn't go home when he missed the train. And we find out that Dobby's the reason that Harry and Ron couldn't get through the barrier at Platform 9 and Free Quarters. Platform nine and three quarters. You think you're being funny, do you? <laughs> it's the same every year, packed with muggles, of course. So he was hiding and watching <laughs> Harry, and after um, the parents went in, he sealed the gateway, and then he ironed his hands because I guess he felt bad. So I think we asked in that episode if he was like sitting there watching. So yes, yeah. he was. I wasn't around for that one. So he thought Harry was safe and didn't think that Harry would have gotten to school in a different way. We find out that he let his master's dinner burn because he was shocked that Harry made it to school and he got a flogging. Sad. So I said, like, what has his master been saying at home that he would have heard this? Or did Dobby hear this from, like, a different source? So I I wonder how he found out that Harry made it to school. Maybe maybe in letters from Malfoy? Yeah, I'm sure. Because he complains about Harry. I'm sure that Lucius asked, um, or no, no. Okay, if you didn't know, Lucius is his master. Oh, you're right. Spoiler. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I, yeah, I'm sure that Draco has written home and been like, God, he's so annoying or something like that. So yeah. then that. Hoping he would have gotten expelled. Yeah. Yes, Tiffany. I have a question. Yeah. About how Dobby knows all this. Okay. So we know that Lucius has. Okay. I just have a theory. That's all. Go on. Okay. So I know that Lucius has the diary, right? <laughs> Do you think he's making anybody else. Because I don't think he tells anybody else about the diary. And so I'm thinking of how Dobby knows, like, all this information. Is he just watching Lucius? Is Lucius talking to Narcissa? Malfoy certainly has no clue. I don't think he would make other Death Eaters privy because this is something that, oh, the Dark Lord gave me this. I'm not sharing this information with you. Or he's boasting about it. I want to know. What do you think, What are your thoughts on that? I mean... I don't know. I was well. I was going to bring up the fact that like um, Hepzibah Smith's house elf overheard stuff between her and Tom Riddle, and no one knew. So, mm-hmm. and that's how like they got her memory or whatever. So, who knows where Dobby was at any point in time? If Lucius said anything so, about it. Okay, I, so going back to that, how long has Dobby been their house elf? Was he around when Voldemort gave Malfoy this? Like, did yeah, Voldemort go to Malfoy is. Manor? Like, because he seems like a young house elf, mm-hmm. right? But I want. I mean, but at the same uh, point, not been gone that long. I I yeah. have a theory though. I was Go thinking ahead. because he's saying like after he hides and he guards the barrier so they can't get through that he yeah. flaw or he irons his hands. Mm-hmm. So maybe like Lucius wants him to be like, I want you to make sure that you get that he gets to Hogwarts, and so he's trying all these things to get him not to go. So he's disobeying his master. So he's punishing mm-hmm. himself because he's disobeying his master. Ooh, I like that. You're, think, you're saying that Lucius is having so Lucius Dobby? Is like telling Dobby Lucius, to make yes. sure he gets there, but Dobby is pretending like he is to Lucius, but is in turn actually doing the opposite. But there would be no reason for Harry not to go to Hogwarts. What I'm saying is he he wants... I, you never know. There's you know no I mean? reason to make sure he gets there if there's no threat of him not going. You, yeah, but what I'm saying is what if, what if he just wants to be a thousand percent sure? There could be some crazy accident. You never know. You know what I mean? But Nothing's do you think guaranteed. it's specifically meant for Harry, though? I mean, that, that Harry's not going to be affected by this diary. Well, it's every, Voldemort wants it's, him it's to be. Muggleborns. No. But yeah, Voldemort no, doesn't... Yeah, like, no, the intent, the intent like, of the diary is 
not to open, to open the chamber. But Correct. it's not but to open the chamber. The intent of the diary is is as a horcrux. But once he finds out, once he realizes that Harry's the one writing him, he goes, I knew I had to, like, meet you. Like, once he realizes he has Harry Potter, like, he forgets about Jenny Weasley. He's like, I'm just going to kill her, get her, whatever, to become a person. And I really want to talk to you, and I really want... You know what I mean? That's Voldemort, but Lucius yeah. doesn't know what the diary is. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah, know. but all that Lucius knows is that it There's opens the Chamber of Secrets. No, Lucius knows that this diary will open the Chamber of Secrets. Right. So how, that how is the intent of him getting it in the school. All he knows is that if a child has this diary in the school, it will open the chamber. He doesn't know that it's a horcrux. He doesn't know that Voldemort would want to talk mm-hmm. to Harry or any of that. Mm-hmm. He just knows that it'll open the chamber. So it wasn't meant so to I don't take Harry think, out. Yeah. So I don't actually like thinking back now. I don't think that he would care if Harry got there or not because it's already in Ginny's hands. He knows if he's, anything, he would want to make sure Ginny gets there. I think he's just trying to do Death Eater. Like, could be. Like, let's just F up some muggles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he's just I think like, that's you know what? what? It is. It's just evil for evil's sake. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Opening the chamber and mm-hmm. let's because rid it's the world. Said, right? It's said later on that, like, if Lucius had known that that was a horcrux, he would have taken much better care of it. Oh, yeah, it would have never left his hands. <laughs> Yeah. Because that's, I mean, and it probably would have led him to believe that obviously there's still a chance that my master can come back. come back. Do you think. It probably would have totally, sent him on a mission to find him. Yeah. Totally not off topic, but do you think later on, because Voldemort's like, like saying all that stuff when he comes back and he's like, mm-hmm. you were hiding at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had he realized that was a Horcrux and kept it, would he have been in better graces with Voldemort? When he oh, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he would have, he would have, he would have made sure of it. Him. I don't know if Lucius would have gone to try and find oh, him. Because I, I think, think he's so. scared of him. I yeah, well, I think so. That. I think that, but I think he, it would have been like a, like a situation. Oh, now where, like, I'll be like his right hand. Exactly. Man. But at the same time, I feel like Lucius was happy that he was gone. Mm. You I know? think yes and no to that. Yes mm-hmm. and no. I think he likes being like important. He likes important. being a follower. Yes. 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 He likes to be where the power is. Exactly. But he doesn't want to hold the responsibility Correct. of taking all the heat Correct. for what happens from the But power. he kind Correct. of has power already, really. He does, but he doesn't have the, 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 the negativity fear right associated now. Yes. with yeah. it. Like, he he's following Voldemort and he's participating in all these things, but Voldemort's taking the heat for all the deaths and all of that. And he can still be like, oh, well, I'm not a part of that. Mm-hmm. He's like sneaky powerful. Mm-hmm. In that I give sense. money to the school. And exactly. Blah, blah, blah. He's he's a no. What I'm saying is like a very cunning. It is very like well, it is cunning. Yeah, manipulative way. Uh huh. Yeah, the bad side of cunning. The bad side. <laughs> of cunning. I would yes. agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, all right. Gosh, who are y'all sweaty? Because I'm, I'm a, real sweaty. I'm a little. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Harry threatens Dobby because he and Ron almost got expelled because of the flying car. And if he had both hands, he might strangle him. Is what he says. <laughs> Dobby tells Harry that he's used to death threats. He gets, I got them five times a day at home. That was so bad. Whoa, try it again. <laughs> Get them five times a day at home, sir. Sir. Um. So the wizards that he is owned by must be cruel people. Mm. And we know they are. And uh, Harry asks why Dobby is wearing that filthy, pathetic pillowcase. And we learn that tis a mock of the house elves' enslavement. Sir? And to become a free, yeah. Sir. And to become a free elf, he needs to be presented with clothes from his master. Foreshadowing. Hello. He even mentions, like, they make sure not even to pass me a sock. Like, yes. You know? Sock. 
So Dobby tries to get Harry to leave, saying that he had hoped that the rogue bludger would have been enough to hurt him, enough to send him home. Um, and then I'm going to read from Le Chapter. Le Chapter. Every time I open you the open book, it upside down. I open it like Luna. It's because it's the way you put it down. I even mm. turn the book around. Turn, turn around. <laughs> We're sad. <gasps> um, <laughs> your bludger said Harry angrier. Rising once more. What do you mean, your bludger? You made the bludger try and kill me? <laughs> no, not kill you, sir. Never kill you, said Dobby, shocked. Dobby wants to save Harry Potter's life. Better sent home, grievously injured, than remain here, sir. Dobby only wanted Harry Potter hurt enough to be sent home. Oh, is that all, said Harry angrily. I don't suppose you're going to tell me why you wanted me sent home in pieces. Ah, if Harry Potter only knew, Dobby groaned, more tears dripping onto his ragged pillowcase. Um, if he knew what he meant to us, the, to the lowly, the enslaved, we dregs of the magical world, Dobby remembers how it was when he who must not be named was at the height of his power, sir. We house elves were treated like vermin, sir. Of course, Dobby still treated like vermin, he admitted, drying his face on the pillowcase. But mostly, sir, life has improved for my kind since you triumphed over he who must not be named. Harry Potter survived, and the Dark Lord's power was broken. And it is a new dawn, sir, and Harry Potter shone like a beacon of hope for those of us who thought the dark days would never end, sir. And now, at Hogwarts, terrible things are to happen, are perhaps happening already, and Dobby cannot let Harry Potter stay here now that the history is to repeat itself, now that the Chamber of Secrets is opened once more. Dobby froze, horror-struck, then grabbed Harry Potter's water jug from his bedside table and cracked it over his own head, toppling out of sight. A second later, he crawled back onto the bed, cross-eyed, muttering, Bad Dobby. Very bad Dobby. So there is a chamber of secrets, Harry Potter whispered. And did you say it's been opened for? Tell me, Dobby. And then he basically was like, you know, I'm not a muggle-born. So that kind of gives us a little bit of perspective of how old Dobby, I mean, at minimum is. He's at least least in his... 50s. And didn't we asked before, like, how old or how long house elves live? Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say. a really long time. Like. Over 100, for sure. Like, goblins look super old, mm-hmm. even when they're not. Well, think about the house elves from the, for the black family. Like. Yeah. And all their heads God, on the wall. How, like, I wonder how mm-hmm. old they are. How they, old is Creature? Holy mm. Creature is a million years old. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he was that old, like, when because Sirius was of, young. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. So Harry tries to get, like, the information out of Dobby, being like, who opened it? Because he wants to know, because he's trying to be like, and Dobby's like, no, you have to go home. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. One of my best friends is Muggleborn. And she'll be the first in line if the chamber really has been open. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you're so noble. You're so valiant because you're risking your own life to save your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there are dark deeds that are in place to happen. And Dobby dark really wants deeds. Harry far away from them. Dark deeds. So um, he's still trying to get the information out. They hear footsteps outside the hospital wing, and Dobby's like, I'm out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Crack. So Dumbledore comes back, backing into the room, carrying one end of something that looked like a large statue. Another mm-hmm. student has been petrified. We hear Hermione, not Hermione, oh my gosh. We hear McGonagall tell Pomfrey that she thinks the student was going to see Potter. Harry is sick to his stomach when he realizes it's, realizes it's probably Colin Creevy, so he tries to look without really being noticed that he's awake, and his suspicions are confirmed that Colin has been petrified. And they try to see, because he's got his camera in his hand, if um, they took a picture, if he took a picture of whomever petrified him. Picture. Is, these were your hands. You were like crab claws. Um, so they Pinchers. open his camera up and everything is melted. So Dumbledore confirms to those in the room that the Chamber of Secrets is indeed opened again. 
So does he know? I was and he, thinking. And he says again. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that straight up confirms. Correct. Yep. He knows. He knows. But does, and you, that there's a chamber. Do you think yeah. that he knows that Harry is awake and is listening to every word? Probably. Ooh. And then do you think that he knows who the person is who's behind all of the drama? Drama. I don't know if Dumbledore knows quite yet. Doesn't Ooh. he say... Doesn't he say same person as last time at the end of the yeah 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 at the end of the book so so he knows well, that it's clearly I, it's got it's got to be Voldemort but he's but maybe how? he's not sure how yeah mm-hmm. okay okay mm-hmm. I can dig it I can dig it um so that was a that was kind of a good lightning bolt question to lead into the round um well because this is what he says the question is not who said Dumbledore his eyes on Colin mm-hmm. the question is how because he knows who yeah. Do but the like others know, do you think? I mean, they've got mm. to know last time that it was Voldemort. No, they think it's, um, I think Dumbledore's the only one. Oh, they think it's, they think it was Hagrid. Yeah. Hagrid, yeah, you're right, you're so, right, So, right. he's the only one that's like, because he knew from jump that it was so, Hagrid. So, maybe, do you think the teachers actually think it's Hagrid, or? I think it depends on which one. So, d- when, when Dumbledore says it's not a question of who, maybe they're like, oh, Dumbledore thinks it's Hagrid. But he defends Hagrid. Yes. So that just confuses me a bit. But I think that I bet you that each teacher he has doesn't, their own. He doesn't um, really care opinion. what they think. Yes. Because he knows, so he's like, I don't really care what you like, think. Like I'm sure Lockhart's like, yeah, it's Hagrid. Because doesn't he say that later on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's uh, like, I knew it all along. Like Snape like probably is thinking like, I'm, it's not Hagrid. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Depending on the teacher. I don't know about McGonagall though. I was thinking the same thing. I'm she not sure. She anyway. not exactly. She doesn't exactly trust Hagrid until right? later on. Right. Um, so maybe yeah. she's questioning it. But I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Things to think about. Mm. Any more? Um, so we've got our lightning bolt round that we are already into. I think I had a question and I don't remember what it was. Um, Would you have asked for an inquiry? Yeah. In the Quidditch game? I probably oh, would have just oh, played. Not with their it, rules? No. Not with their rules. I would have played. No. I would have played. Not forfeiting to Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too much pride. As my other half Gryffindor That's would right. say. <laughs> I'm very conflicted. I'm Gryffindor and Slytherin. Yeah, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Your Christmas. Y'all want to be in my house. <laughs> Slither door. Slither door. I don't know what I am. Raven Claw plus another house. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oh, man. Ooh, go ahead. Can you guys on the fly mm-hmm. do a poem about the Wagga Wagga Werewolf? I don't know enough. I'd have to just, think for a I'd second. I'd have to read his collective works. You <laughs> can just start talking about a werewolf. Werewolf, werewolf, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when I say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, no, I'm not good like that. I'm not good on the fly. You're good on the fly. Why don't you? I don't do know if I'm that thing. good. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it just—it comes from the heart, you know what I mean. <laughs> it comes from the heart. <laughs> My heart's not in it. Oh jeez. Oh well, this is probably a question for another day. Oh. But what color do you think your polyjuice potion would turn into? Oh. Ooh, like if you put a bit of me in there. Purple. Because 
This is my favorite color. Stop howling at my but dog. Do you think I want to move? Do you think it turns bad. into your favorite color, or do you think We've it just turns into like what if it turns into like a nice color if you're a nice person, or like a gross color if you're a gross person? That's true. Or because like, what Hermione if, says, "Oh, Harry, you look much tastier than Crab and Goyle." True. Oh, but like, so. I wonder, like, does it depend on like what you eat? Oh, also, what if you like? What if I voluntarily give you my hair? I wonder. I'm sorry. If, what word? Voluntarily. You did not say that. But go on. What did I say? Voluntarily. <laughs> Diagonally. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Two halves make a whole. That's my excuse for everything. I'm pregnant. Um, what if I voluntarily give you my hair? I wonder if that changes the taste and the color or, you know, whatever. Things to think about. What would your... Okay, what color would it be and what would it taste like? <laughs> what would you hope it tastes like? Sunshine. Okay, daisy. so no, what What do you... What, but what, would, you, what would you hope it tastes like? I think mine would taste like pot roast. <laughs> Because it's like my favorite thing right now. Or Chipotle's green salsa. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Mine would probably taste like coffee, maybe. Oh, uh, I would drink you. <laughs> That's so weird. Probably thing. coffee or like vodka. <laughs> vodka. Which really, I mean, just kind of burns. <laughs> like Scalogra. I think mine would be like orange or yellow. Okay. And it would taste like pizza. I think mine would be blue. It's not my favorite color, but yeah. I feel like that's the color it would be. Mine would be green. What it would, would taste, taste like, evil. like evil. It would taste like ambition. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say mac and cheese. You are creepy today. <laughs> are you calling oh creepy? It would probably taste like mac and cheese. Fozzie is demanding right. chin scratches. What would you Fozzie's do? Fozzie's demanding that we finish this episode and go get lunch because I am starving. What would you do if you were hairy and you wanted to strangle Tavi? I would strangle him. <laughs> would you just take your arm and go, like slap it, like free slap? I could I slap Tavi. so Honestly, mad. No, but if I woke up and he was like sponging my forehead him. and staring me in the face, I would have. he would have been off me. Like my reaction would be to like yeah. shove. Like, I don't. Like, I wouldn't have realized it was him fast enough. I would have been like, "Get it off!" <laughs> <laughs> and oh then I would have been like, "Oh, <laughs> come on back. Sorry." Let me think of other questions I might have for you. Uh, what would you have said to Hermione? Like, I would think I would be so mad. Like, if I was Harry and I have no bones in my arm and she's still defending him. Oh, I, I like seeing Wid. A <laughs> real conversation. Like, I I would be so much angrier than they are. I mean, I she think was I would like, have taken the Ron approach. She was like, he, he can make a mistake. Anybody can make Been a like, mistake. He's, His whole life is a mistake. He's dumb. <laughs> like, he's stupid. And I can't believe, I'd be like, I can't believe you're that you're, you're not seeing that. And I would be like, I'm very disappointed in you. And Ooh. then I would walk away. Ooh. 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 Yeah, I would be very angry. I'd be like, y'all need to get over yourself because be like, dumb. Lose your crush, lady. Honest to God. Okay, you're gonna get one back with uh, Victor Crumb. Her crush, Bulgarian got that or so. Bulgarian, Bulgarian bonbon. Bulgarian. He's vulgar. Right. <laughs> Any more lightning? Oh, I did have a question. Do it. So, do you think that since Sabi was in Hogwarts? Um, to talk to Harry at night. Oh, I think I know where you're where going. Where was he, like, during the whole bludger incident? Like, do you think he was, like, there hiding in the stands? I think yeah. he aberrated into the kitchens because he knew he knows, like, that's where the house elves are. But, like, where do you think he was? And then, um, no, I think he, like, hid. Like, in the stands? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. Maybe not, I like, bet. up, like, up with the kids, but maybe, like, down, down, the bottom. down below or, like, in the rafter somewhere. You know mm-hmm. how, like, they have the Well, the and do the you poles? think that, because it was raining and everything, do they have, like, better sight? 
What? Because if he's down on the rafters and he's looking up and they're so high uh-huh. and it's raining yeah. and Harry can't even see with his glasses and everything because the weather's so bad uh-huh. and he's got to keep his eye on Harry and there's however many players and balls flowing around. Well, is there like some kind of charm around the pitch to make it easier for the fans to see or do they have sucky sight too? Mm. I would think that if they don't do it against the I don't players, know. He's using elf magic and he can see it all. Can, can he be invisible with his elf magic? Ooh. I don't know. Probably. Um, I mean, where was he hiding at the platform? Mm-hmm. I, I bet he can. Now, do you think muggles can see them? Because they don't see ghosts and dementors and stuff. Some people see ghosts. I mean, yeah, but like, I feel like you have to be sensitive to that stuff. Like in real life, too, in real time life. <laughs> real time. Not everybody believes in ghosts. That's true. And I think that you have to be receptive to that. And not well, everybody's what about receptive the, well, the, mu- the receptive muggles? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they, but but or maybe mu- he's muggles, a charm. they don't see nothing, do they? So maybe it's in front of their faces, but they're mm-hmm. maybe they're like what, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes you think when that happens to you, is that Ugh. like a magical being? Oh my god, hundred percent. I often think I see cats out of the corner of my eye, but I maybe might just be obsessed cats. with cats. I, think I see dead people. No jokes, like not pun intended or whatever, because I say that in the movie. Yeah. We get you. Um, She's sensitive. I feel like there's another question I wanted to ask you guys, and I don't remember what it was. Hey, <laughs> tell me what your uh, dog hair is doing in my coffee cup. I have a question. Go ahead and ask the question. Katie, what's the fan story for this week? There it is. <laughs> I hate everything about you. <laughs> I hate everything about you. <laughs> Why? Hey, Why do I love you? No, that's the extra part. That's the next one. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I'm awkward turtling it. Go, Katie, go. (laughs) So this week's fan story comes from Mikey Sadler. Sadler? I'm sorry that I butchered that. They know we can't read. So, well, let's see. I was introduced to Harry Potter by my aunt. She gave me the first two books for Christmas, and I couldn't stop reading them. And over the years, I've collected and read them all. Even Cursed Child. Sorry, Tiff. Whoa. Do I hate it that much? <laughs> I don't know. I relate the most to the love goods because it's just me and my daughter and her mom is not with us. I even call my daughter my little Luna. Aww. They are unique and rare people and that describes me and my daughter. I even bought her Luna's wand. She's three, by the way. Shut the front door. This world has helped me escape from dark parts of my life and listening to y'all keeps my love growing. Thank you. P.S. Go Slytherin. Oh. Woo-woo. That is so sweet. Thank you That's so much so for your sweet. story. Little Luna. little Luna. He's very active in the Facebook group, <sighs> yes. too, and I always love everything that he posts. Tell your little and Luna. And actually, mm-hmm. we got, let's do this now because we just read his story. We got mail from him. Oh, our did really? I didn't even do that on purpose. Yeah. That's hilarious. Out. Yeah. So I'm going to open one. More than one mail? Yeah, we got two. Envelope sounds. Let's switch. This is yours. <laughs> yes. All right. So he was posting in the Facebook group that <laughs> he awesome. was making these decals. Um, and he sent me a decal for my car that says my other ride is a fireball. It looks yeah. so awesome. good. It looks so good. And mine says future Gryffindor on board and it has a sorting hat. <laughs> that so is cute. awesome. So, it's so cute. cute. And I'm going to get a new car so that will go on the window. <laughs> That's what? perfect. I'm thank you. My car That's stat. awesome. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. Yes. Mikey. Thank you, Mikey. Gosh, I love our listeners. Me Ridiculous. too. You guys are all awesome. All right. 
Okay, social media time, lady. All right, speaking of our Facebook group, make sure that you go over to it and join so that you can jump in on the discussions. Um, We love chatting with everybody on there. So like our page to get all of the latest updates and info. We are Swish and Flick Podcast on Facebook or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also join us on Patreon for lots of exclusive content. Do it. <laughs> we have different levels of support. So our Bow Truckle and higher patrons get access to the Felix Files, which is a bi-monthly podcast specifically for Patreon. Um, and then also if you are Phoenix level if you are a Phoenix level patron, you get to join us for a monthly Google Hangout, um, which is just like a group uh, video chat. Then we talk about upcoming things that we're doing. We ask them their opinions on stuff. We eat they food. We get eat food. Some behind the scenes of Swish and Flick shenanigans, um, and it's always really fun. Shenanigans. <laughs> they also get to be a guest on the Felix Files. So if any of that sounds fun, make sure that you head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. It helps us to be able to afford equipment to make the podcast better and monthly fees to keep it going. Tis true. All right, guys. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. Just my voice. (laughs) Now let's go get lunch. Woo. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of Swish and Flick. I'm I'm Tiffany. Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And I'm Sarah. We're not girls, we're women. Let's do this. Record. Let's record.